Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And I'm gonna say this, and y'all gonna be mad at me, unpopular opinion. I don't want Portia back on Atlanta Housewives. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these quick ads. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Once a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. Child, what a week we had in reality TV, honey. Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3 dropped, and baby, Portia is back, and I am here for it all. But before we do a deep dive into the first three episodes of the show, let's get into some hot topics. So last week, I dropped my episode explaining why I think it's time for the Gorgas to leave the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And boy, did y'all have a lot to say about that. Not only did y'all have a lot to say about it, <laughs> child Miss Danielle Stop, honey, slid into my comments with her thoughts on the Gorgas. Miss Danielle said, and I quote, I put them on the show. I think it's only right. I walk them to the exit. Woo! Now you dog walking folks to the exit lie, Danielle. <laughs> Honey, I love when Danielle gets messy. So because of that, look, earlier last year, I spoke with Danielle, and this is what she had to say about her and Melissa's relationship. Take a listen. What is your relationship like now with Melissa Gorga? Uh, you know, it's so funny. I never really had a relationship with her. I tried to. When I came back, I thought she was cute. And Teresa would be like, she's not cute. I guess. I guess she's cute. She'd go back and forth with it. And I'm like, I don't understand why you guys didn't get along, you know, originally. And I get the dirt from both ends. But to be honest with you, Melissa just blew me up in the first two seasons. Every day of filming, she wanted me to put her on the show. She, she needed me to put her on the show. She actually said, why don't you bring the crew and the cameras and come to our house and Joey and I will film with you and we'll tell everybody about Teresa and Joe. And I'm like, uh-uh, I don't get involved in family business. And I'm not doing that now, but I can tell you now. And it was like, 
the second season, I go, I'm nearing the end of the season. I'm going to leave. And when I leave, I'm, I've been giving all of your information to production, to Andy Cohen, to uh, the higher ups at Bravo and at NBC Uni. And um, I'm pretty much sure that I've gotten you in your chance to be on the show. So take your shot now. Tell her all the things you need to say, but leave me out of it. I'm just giving you a chance to be on the show that you've been begging me to be on. But you wanted me to be the person that was put to blame for all of this coming out. Baby, one thing about Danielle, she's going to speak her mind. Now, look, is this the truth? I don't know. This is Danielle's truth, allegedly. So I'm just going to follow what she says, child. But look, Ms. Danielle is not the only person who stepped into the comments, child. Marriage Madison star, or is it former star, Ms. Quad stepped into the comments with some Married to Medicine tea. So as y'all know, Reality with the King podcast broke the news that someone stole, child. We broke the news, honey, yes! That Phaedra is back on Married to Medicine. And we were all like, okay, great. Love it, love it, love it. And then we remember, oh, Phaedra and Quad are friends. So clearly, Phaedra is going to come in through Quad. But baby, my baby Quad responded to a fan pretty much saying that she hasn't been filming yet because they're still working on her contract. Y'all mean to tell me I got all hyped up because we want to see Quad and Phaedra as the new freaking frack of medicine, honey. Yes. But bitch, Quad is... (laughs) Quad is not back filming yet. And Dr. Heavenly called me out because a fan asked Dr. Heavenly, where's Quad? And Dr. Heavenly said, ask Carlos, not car, but car. Ask Carlos. (laughs) Carlos, since you know every damn thing, where's Quad? So this is T. I didn't know anything. And me and Quad are friends. And me and Quad do talk. But I don't call my friends and say, hey, what's the scoop? No. Me and Quad and the rest of my friends reality TV, we talk all the time. But I don't call them for scoop. So when Heavenly was like, I don't know, ask Carlos. He knows every damn thing. I was like, wait, what is that supposed to mean? Is Quad not shooting? And then Quad revealed that she hasn't been shooting yet. And they've been filming for, I think, a week or two. Child, I think Quad said, look, y'all bringing back my ex-husband, his new wife. I think Quad said, I know my worth. And baby, this ain't Monopoly money. I think Quad said, bet. Y'all want to <laughs> rumble with the B, huh? Oh, want to rumble with the B, huh? So how does Phaedra integrate herself on the show if Quad isn't filming yet? Unless it's through Dr. G and his new wife, which to me is weird, but okay. Now I'm concerned because raindrops. Do we think without Quad, this season can work? Now look, my philosophy as a producer in creative shows is, you know, one person ain't gonna stop no show, period. But it does beg the question that Phaedra coming back, Dr. G coming back, and his wife, without Quad, is it going to be interesting? At least that side of the storyline. Because... Let's call it what it is. We want to see Dr. G and Quad have a conversation. And we want to see Quad and Phaedra give us good freaking frack. I don't see Phaedra playing with Heavenly. 
they're two alpha females. I don't see Phaedra playing with Jackie because Jackie's all about her business, baby. Come on, Jackie. I don't see Phaedra playing with Simone. I could see Phaedra and Toya, maybe. But Phaedra and Quad, that's television gold. But Raindrops, I'm going to ask y'all this. If Quad doesn't come back to Maritime Medicine while Phaedra's on there and Dr. G, are we still going to be interested? Let me know on Twitter. Hashtag reality with the king. After the break, we'll get into my recap of the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3. We'll be right back. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Now let's get to Portia's show. I'm sorry. Who child tried it? Let's get it. To- <laughs> I am shady. And I love it. Let's get it to <laughs> Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Three. Um, yeah, Portia show. When it was announced that Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Three was going to have. Alexia Marisol, Giselle and Candace, Heather and Whitney. At the time, it was Leah and Tinsley. I think it was a surrounding... Like, we always like, wait, what? Y'all went from having an epic one, season one, okay, with Ramona, Kenya, Kyle, Teresa, Melissa, Luann, Ramona, Cynthia to season two, which Phaedra, Eva, Dorinda, Vicky, Tamara, Brandy, Phaedra, like, these amazing housewives. And look, part three had amazing housewives too, but the collection of folks didn't make any sense. And I think we all was like, this ain't, I don't don't know about this one, y'all. I don't know about this one, Okay. Then, before they started filming, Tinsley backed out. Now, look, the word on the street is Tinsley backed out because there's, there were certain things she did not want um, talked about, and allegedly, she wanted her contract. Allegedly. Allegedly, she was like, I don't want these certain things talked about, and I want y'all to put it in writing. Now, that's the word on the street in my Giselle Bryan voice. Allegedly. So, when that happened, of course, they're like... Tinsley, who are you? Meghan Markle? Like, I'm not giving <laughs> I know you think you're a princess. <laughs> honey, Tinsley said, I'm a princess in the Upper East Side of New York City, honey. And the network said, um, no. So Tinsley allegedly backed out for those reasons. Because Leah and Tinsley are great television. So when Leah backed out, they went to scrambling. And baby, talk about a good old scrambled egg with some cheese on it, some onions with um, ooh, with with green peppers, and then you put some black pepper on it. A good old scrambled omelet, baby. They then said bye, Tinsley, and hello, Portia. Yes, <sighs> Portia, you've been missed, bitch. <laughs> Portia is everything, everything on this show. Now, yes, I worked with Portia on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, baby, so I always knew Portia was a star. Y'all know the story. I'll say it one more time for y'all. There were talks of whether or not Portia should come back after season five, 
And I didn't work on season five. I was working on another show. But I was watching it. And I was like, this Portia is everything. Like, she's vulnerable. Because at the time, she was married to Cordell. And I enjoyed the fact that she gave everyone, like, her real life. I thought she was gorgeous. The way she read Kenya Honey, called her by Ashy. So I was a viewer watching Portia. Like, this Portia is everything. And I love the dynamic between her and Kenya. So at the reunion, season five reunion... I worked on that one because I was coming back to season six. And I remember meeting Portia and was like, I think you're everything. I think you're everything. And I was like, we got to keep her. I, 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 think, I, I think she has yet to become the great housewife that is destined in her. And the rest is history. So anyways, it was refreshing to see Portia back. So when Portia was announced, me, the raindrops, and the shade tree... We all said, wait, does this mean we're going to get Portia versus Candace? Because when Portia had that show on Bravo with Giselle Kobe Bryant, Portia, which they showed on the Ultimate Girls Trip, Portia pretty much sided with Monique Samuels in the altercation between Candace and Monique. And then Candace said something shady. And one thing I know about Portia, Diane Williams, she clocks the shade and she glocks it. <laughs> Come on, Portia. 357 Magna, baby. Yes, Portia. Honey. Child, Portia is through and through from Atlanta, honey. Southside. Portia don't play. So we were all like, girl, are we about to get Portia versus Candace? Sign me up. So no shade to everyone else because I love all the girls. When Portia was announced, we all said, okay, bitch, this may be something worth watching. And I'm here to report y'all did not disappoint. So let's get into it. Now, look, y'all know when I do recaps, we don't go play by play. Because, child, I had to watch three episodes. So I'm not doing all of that. I'm going to talk about the highlights. I feel vindicated. <laughs> and y'all can read me if y'all want to, because y'all do anyway, child. Giselle Kobe Bryant has proven why she was number nine on my list of the greatest housewives of all time. I know, I know, Carlos, boo, boo, tomato, tomato. Look, every housewife is going to have a bad season. Last season, well, this past season of The Real Housewives of Potomac was not a great season for Giselle. Okay? Every housewife has a bad season. It doesn't mean that they are a bad housewife. It means they what? Thank you, had a bad season. Giselle has proven in these first three episodes why she is one of the greatest housewives of all time. And let me tell you why. I've always said that Giselle was the uncredited executive producer of Potomac because she goes in, she does her job, and she knows how to get conversation started. And that's why I consider her to be the face of Potomac. I know people say Karen, and I love Karen. Karen will sit there and not say nothing. Karen is a type of housewife, which is, which is not bad. You got to poke Karen to get her activated. Giselle's job on Potomac is to get everybody activated. Now, what has happened with Giselle on Potomac is the producing has been overproduced. It's been scripted to this point. Like, we're, we're going to do this and say that and make this up. Oop, allegedly. So it's run its course on Potomac. And that's why my advice to Giselle was, Take off the producer hat when you come back next season on Potomac 
Because she is coming back. Allegedly, everybody's been asked back. Word on the street is that everybody on Potomac has been asked back. Now, before y'all take my tea and make a story that it was your tea, um, give me credit. And you know who I'm talking about. And you know who you are. Stop stealing my stories and, and tweeting that it was yours. Anyways. Word on the street is that every Potomac housewife has been asked back. But this ain't about Potomac, so we're going to move on from it. So, Giselle's producing skills is brilliant for this type of show. Because on the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, it's a mixed bag of crazy. And you need somebody to orchestrate the conversation to give us good television. Giselle didn't even take her bra off. Miss Thing was making sure that before Heather came in, she told Whitney, we got to talk about the Jen Shaw stuff, but not right now. I want to wait until Heather comes. Giselle, brush your teeth. Floss your teeth, baby, before you... <laughs> Giselle said, time is money and money is time and I'm here to do what? My job. That was a gag of the gag, gag, gags. I did not expect that. And, and look, that's why she's great. Not only did she do that and got Whitney and Heather to argue about this Jen Shaw stuff, the black eye, Giselle does her job. And she does it well and... I'm going to say this, but let me know in the comments what y'all think. Watching Giselle on the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip right now, right after that disastrous season of Potomac, is going to make people fall back in love with Giselle. Because say what you want, she's great television. So Giselle, when you're on a show like Ultimate Girls Trip, keep on your producer hat. You, you are a 10 out of a 10. You got the party started. I don't think you should wear your producer hat for Potomac Season 8 because I want to see something different. But for Ultimate Girls Trip, round of applause, baby. Excellent, excellent. Miss Thing even said to Alexia and Marisol, don't speak Spanish around me because it's triggering and I need to know what you're saying. Que pasa? <laughs> like, um, por favor. <laughs> Deals. Adios, mio. Gay. Child, my limited Spanish. My name is Carlos, but baby, I'm as black as they come, child. <laughs> Giselle said, don't speak Spanish around me because I feel like you're talking about me. Now, look, I know that some people thought that was bad and some people understood Giselle. Listen, I'm going to say this. When I left Detroit, Michigan, I moved to New York City, and I lived in Spanish Harlem. My name is Carlos, living in Spanish Harlem. People thought I was Dominican because of my complexion, you know, light brown. I looked Dominican to the folks in Spanish Harlem. Long story short, people would speak to me in Spanish, and I would be like, uh, come again, <laughs> excuse me. Like I said, que paso or pasa, okay? And when they realized I wasn't Spanish, they would speak Spanish around me. And the whole time, I used to be like, are y'all talking about me? So I get Giselle when she said that. Because sometimes, look, I'm not going to say all the time. Sometimes when people are speaking a different language around you, they're talking about your ass. It is what it is. But the fact that Giselle said is triggering because her daughters do that in front of her. <laughs> G 
Giselle, you have passed down the baton of shade to your children. Because that, to me, is the funniest and shadiest thing your daughters can do. Our mama don't speak Spanish, so let's talk about our mama in Spanish, child. I live for it. So, again, Giselle's great. I love it. I also... I love Leah. Leah reminded us why we all fell in love with her her first season of New York City Housewives. Leah had a very bad second season on New York City Housewives. So bad the show got canceled, child. A lot of people said that Leah suffered from the sophomore slump. When it comes to reality television, when a reality star has their first season and they become the breakout star, Nine times out of 10, it gets to their head. They have a big ego. Now, I'm not saying that's Leah's case. I'm just going to tell you what the the streets were saying, okay? Leah was arguably the breakout star on her first season in New York City. And it was a joy to watch. I, baby, loved Leah. I would watch Leah's interviews because she has this captivating tone of voice and She was just so entertaining to watch. I want to say that Leah was so good, an agency signed her, like a big big talent agency. Because they said, well, baby, you're going places. And we want to go with you and get your 10%, child. Let's go. Then Leah's second season happened. Now, I'm going to tell you what the world thought. Then I'm going to tell you what Leah said out of her own mouth. Leah's second season, a lot of people thought that Leah took the fame to her head. A lot of people thought that because we loved you so much and you were the breakout star, that it went to your head and you became annoying. A lot of people thought that. A lot of people. So much so that a lot of people said that Leah had the greatest fall from being the fan favorite to being somebody who the fans just hated. But Leah said that her second season, her grandma passed away, and the producers wouldn't let her go to the funeral. Now look, I don't work on New York City. I don't know the folks who produce New York City Housewives. But I will say this. I appreciate it that Giselle and Portia stood up for producers because producers get such a bad rap. We're accused of so much shady stuff that is ridiculous. And again, I don't speak for all producers. I can only speak for myself and my team. I will say this, though. I will find it very strange that somebody, meaning a producer, will block a housewife from going to their grandmother's funeral. I will find that very hard to believe. Because the way we were, we were raised in that ecosystem was you follow the reality. And I think people, the producers, would have said we're going to follow the reality. So again, I would love to talk to Lee about that. But I do find it hard to believe. And I appreciated Portia and Giselle for saying, I don't think that's the case. Because the producers that we know would never let that happen. So again, we'll see. But it was nice to see Leah back. Leah is a very complicated... <laughs> <laughs> woman. Honey, she was bored at the dinner table. Giselle got offended that she was bored. Then Leah checked Giselle about alleging that, you know, Chris Bassett did, you know, made her feel uncomfortable. It was a, it was a, it was a basket of mess. But it was good because it was nice to see Leah back in the fold. 
Secondly, I don't even watch Salt Lake City anymore. I didn't watch this last season because it just wasn't, it didn't do nothing for me. But I really enjoyed season two of Salt Lake City. Season two of Salt Lake City was excellent. So I'm not too familiar with the recent drama between Heather and Whitney. But one thing I will say is this. I was told by people that Heather is thirsty. And by people, I mean people in the industry. (laughs) I'm just saying. I don't know, Heather. I have heard that allegedly. Heather's thirsty. I, I have heard that. I've heard that Heather is obsessed with fame, allegedly. I have heard that. And I've heard that Heather only cares about herself, allegedly. I've heard that. I've heard it. I heard it. Heather, no shade. You're not making a good case for yourself because that Black Eye story, even Megan McCain hollered at me, was like, Carlos, what? I said, Megan, I don't, I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. So the fact that you refuse to tell the truth about your Black Eye, I feel like you like the attention. And when Giselle clocked JLT and said that Jen Shaw allegedly punched her in the face and that because Jen Shaw had a certain amount of years on her prison sentence, that if Jen Shaw allegedly punched Heather in the face, it would add more time to her current sentencing. Once again, That's why Giselle Kobe Bryant is a great housewife. Because that makes a lot of sense to me. Now, I don't know if Jen Shaw was on her Mike Tyson, baby, and was blah, 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 blah. I don't know. But that makes a lot of sense to me. Because Heather is clearly protecting somebody. She damn sure is protecting her cousin Whitney because she keeps throwing her under the bus. So much so, Whitney has skin marks on her back. I thought it was a tattoo, baby, but it was a skin mark because the bus that was ran over you, baby, by your cousin, Heather, honey, and left a stain. Just saying. Let's now get into Candace's game. Candace had a game during dinner where she gave people names. She called herself Patty LaBelle, which was funny. Petty LaBelle, like Patty LaBelle. She then called Giselle, she need a man, which is funny. Let me tell you something about Candace. Candace... For you to be five foot one, you, <laughs> I'm gonna start calling you a firefighter because you don't care about the smoke, baby. Come on, baby. Candace told Portia she take a man is her name. Portia clearly, clearly has grown. Because the Portia that I know, who I had to be her bodyguard, called me Kevin Costner, baby. I had to put Portia off of Kenya. I had to put Portia off of Cynthia. Because I'm always like, Portia, no, like, I love you, Portia. Portia stood there like a G and said, I'm not going to give it to you, baby. I'm not going to give it to you. So when Portia explained her and Simon, I was happy because it was nice to hear Portia be able to tell her side of the story. I was at Portia's wedding, her Nigerian wedding, and there was nothing but love in the room. I can tell you guys with my 2020 vision, these two eyeballs, baby, with my dark brown eyes, Portia and Simon, they're the real thing. It's real. It's love. It's, I have known Portia for 
ooh, over 10 years, I've never seen Portia this happy. Portia is glowing. Portia's very happy. So I was happy to see her address it. And one thing I love about Portia is she chose love over being liked by the folks on social media who have a fair weather relationship with these housewives anyway. The fact that Portia was like, I love this man, and I know it may look strange, but I'm going to follow my heart. And she did. And I loved it. Portia is phenomenal on the show. She is fantastic. She's great. Um, I'm curious what Portia's going to do now that she saw Heather call her a hoe. Heather, you thought you had one black eye? <laughs> Raindrops. Let her know. Honk the horn, they ask Greg. Beep, beep. Heather's in her bed reading Portia's book and said, once upon a time when I was a hoe. Heather, you ain't that girl, baby. Now, look, I just said Portia has grown, but baby, I think she can take being called, she take a man, then take being called a hoe. This is a wife, a mother of multiple kids because Portia has one kid with her previous relationship, and Simon has kids, so she has a blended family. So Portia's a mom of children. And you calling her a hoe? You must want to be put out on the gurney, sis. Heather, you don't want Portia smoke. I've seen it happen firsthand. Heather. And then you say your cousin Whitney does things for great TV. Heather, you are barking up the wrong tree, baby. This ain't Salt Lake City where y'all throw snowballs in each other's eyes, honey. And y'all build snowmans, honey. Baby, this ain't what you want. I am gagging. And the fact that Heather said, yes, I said it on camera, so I can't take it back. Reunion me, please. Reunion me, please. Okay. So look, Portia Stellar. It, it's, it's so nice to see her come back. And I'm just really happy that my girl is living her best life. First of all, can we take a moment of silence for Portia in that black dress with the black gloves? And the lace front from GoNakedHair.com. Come on, shameless plug. Hey, Portia. Portia is stunning. Gorgeous. She's a goddess. And I'm going to say this, and y'all going to be mad at me. I love watching Portia on this show because she was fun. She gave you comedy. And, and because she's cool with Giselle, she had a buddy there. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, Portia, we want you back on Housewives of Atlanta. Unpopular opinion. I don't want Portia back on Atlanta Housewives. Okay, I hear the booze. Let me tell you why. I am now realizing that the Portia I want to see on TV is this Portia. And I don't think that show, Atlanta Housewives, brings out the best in Portia. My opinion. When you think about the current cast, None of them, to me, brings out that fun side of Portia. Because none of them are close to Portia. Like, close to Portia. Like, the way Shamia's close to Portia. The way Phaedra was close to Portia. I mean, at one point, Nini and Portia. Remember when Portia wore her um, psychedelic onesie at Nini's store? And she was giving you body, and she was talking about how you know, when she's cooking for her man with the eggs and she was bouncing and her and Nene was having a great time. 
that's the side of Portia that I love to see. And I, listen, unpopular opinion, talk to me in the comments. I don't like to see Portia in situations where she constantly has her back up against the wall because people are like shading her. Now, look, we love Portia being shady. We love a shady Portia. And Portia can obviously handle herself. But when I saw her spinoff, I just don't like seeing us out of Portia. And, and again, maybe it's me because, because I know her so well. And I think the reason why we all love Portia is because she's funny. And she's funny shady. And she can read the girls, honey. And she can beat the girls. <laughs> yes, Portia. Come on, Portia. But no, all jokes aside, I don't want her to go back to an experience where it's going to bring back the other side of her because I like who Portia is right now. I think she's in a very healthy place in her life. And I would like to continue seeing that side of her. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and yes, baby, my YouTube channel where you can get all of my visuals, baby, my expressions. Yes. And don't forget, tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag realitywiththeking. Reality with the King is a production of Kingdom Reign Entertainment. It is produced by Sierra Spragley Ricks and executive produced by me, Carlos King. King the Rain Entertainment, baby!